Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is E-Double. Their name is PJ Harvey. Let's go. Mama told me. Yeah. Black Paisley. Mama told me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Mama told me. One day I'ma grow up big and I'ma be a king. And my papa told me. It's okay to say what shit hurts. Don't forget your dreams because they'll get you through this. So far life to call living, but I call it strange. And I bet I'll do it. Because I'm on my way. It's strong Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. We'd like to thank today's sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah. Do you, you do you watch YouTube much? Uh, a little bit. Do you know what Raid Shadow Legends is? No. It, it's a mobile game that 90% of the channels that I watch are always have Raid Shadow Legends. Shadow uh, Legends is there. So mobile if you're a games gamer have so much money. Do you, have you ever got into a mobile game? Yes, Golf Rival. Oh my God, the number of ads. Was there was there in-app purchases? There's purchases, and then there's also like a ridiculous number of ads. Yeah. And to like level up, you really gotta you have to pay for for it. And that's what we're here to ask you to do: pay a little extra to level so you can up. get the, to level up the next. <laughs> 55 to 57 minutes of your life because this is the beers and beards podcast i'm gary yeah, that's one. david i gotta turn my headphones up a little bit i think i'm going deaf you got allergies you're going deaf but your fingers still work so that means you can click <laughs> on the subscribe oh no okay the share talking about sorry just let me go let me let me flow baby i'm in i'm in that flow get out and uh, tell a friend Maybe write a nice editorial in your local newspaper. That'd be nice. About the, about the greatness. Yeah, whatever it may be. As Gary says, if you made it this far, we love you. If you've you. made it this far, you've already listened to the best part of it. Two minutes and change into the show. This is, did we say that? Beers and Beards? That's Gary. Hey, I'm David. Two minutes is a long time, depending on what you're doing. That's right. Do a plank for two minutes. I saw a thing that said that if you do a plank more than thirty seconds, it like doesn't do anything. It's pointless. That's what that's something a fat person would say. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't, that doesn't even do anything. Thirty yeah, seconds. Like, oh. Yeah, that, that is something a fat person would say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, listen, I am a fat person. Like how you know how many you have carb or uh, proteins in a in a frozen pizza? <laughs> Enough cheese. Yeah. It's it's seventy degrees here. The everything's starting. Spring is sprung. David's got a little. My daffodils are blooming, and tulips. I got. You, you didn't know I had a green tulips? thumb, did you? Have I ever talked about that? I don't think so. Oh, we are going to do a gardening episode coming up in a couple of weeks to get. Uh, to... And and I'll let Abby sit in because she's her TikTok's <laughs> full of gardening. We got these purple flowers outside she's wanting to make a damn homebrew out of homebrew oh like a is it sambucus what is it what are they purple purple dead dendrons i don't know purple drink purple hey speaking of purple drink right here dog if you ain't are you about to monster life and eh, not really they have hard hard monster out now have you seen it 
I will probably get those after I finish the, this next. Listen, did what you grow up? Is that have I have I talked to you? No. Did you grow this up is drinking? First time we've talked. Grape pop. Yeah, but I can't do it anymore. I, I call it poverty pop. Poverty. And just Jim grape. from from the office. He loves it grape was, soda. It was just grape. I remember like big big K is that Kroger? Yeah, big K was like that was the fancy stuff in my house. We were like below that. There's nothing below that. Uh, Fago. Uh, it's the same thing. The official Fago's not drink, cheaper. The official drink of uh uh, what are they uh insane clown posse? What are their fans called? Um, Juggalos. Juggalos. They spray it all over each other. So th- I'm gonna get y'all hip to this. Okay. This is Monster Energy Ultraviolet. It's in a is purple it grape? can. It's grape flavored, yeah. Oh, and so, my grandfather growing up drank that. I I remember he would take us to the beach, which it was at a lake. But anyway, he take us swimming. He would take us yeah. swimming, and we'd go to Kroger swimming hole, and out front of Kroger. Or maybe an IGA, one of the grocery stores, they had a machine. It was twenty five cents a can, and yeah. we'd all get two or three quarters and get us a few. Had like grape and orange flavored pop. Yeah, and this is so reminiscent of that. And I, you know, you know, I'm a Speedway guy. Yeah, and I, I befriend everybody. So James, shout out James. He's like, hey, man, did you like Great Pop growing up? I was like, yeah. He's like, you got to try this new Purple Monster. I was like, nah. He's like, no, I'm serious. It tastes just like that. So, tried it. That would get me to not buy it. <laughs> Five. Uh, I'm t- I, it's something. I don't know. I, and I, was, I wasn't I was a huge Great Pop fan, but it was. It does I like it. the orange. It does it for me. Orange Crush. You would, you would like Orange Crush. And, uh. Something yeah. non-binary. I've been on like a, a Dr. Pepper kick recently. Have you tried the new strawberry one? Yeah, it wasn't very good. I've I've heard the exact opposite. The um, they have like a cream soda, Dr. Pepper cream soda flavor that's good. The strawberries oh. one tastes like like fake strawberry. I don't like strawberry flavored things. Abby went to Dollar Tree, I think. They and had it. No. <laughs> They had the strawberry candy that's in the strawberry wrapper. Oh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, yep. so I got some of that and... with the little green. It has like the green twist on the top, like it's a mm-hmm. uh, like it's the top of the strawberry. Mm-hmm. What anyway, about root beer that's... barrels? Did they have any of those? I'm not a root Did beer you bring fan. Root beer barrels home. Too too much hops in my root beer. <laughs> well. So I so I, I do have to say something, Gary. So I got to start drinking early tonight because I have a a beer that's a double IPA. So I, this you, this is coming from a guy who literally after we record our last podcast says I don't think I like IPAs anymore. I know. Well, this is a test to see if I like them. So I was in the store this past weekend. What right? store? Uh, Kroger. Okay. And I was in Columbus, and they had had they have Land Grant Brewing up there, and I saw a beer. And I why said, are you in Columbus? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Damn, bro! I was visiting my like mom. That? Okay, on retard in April. Um, but then I sent you the picture of the beer, right? That I'm drinking. Yes. Tonight. It's called 
we should start a pot we should start a podcast it's a double ipa from land grant brewing and um yeah i mean i feel like that's where most podcasts start like you're sitting there with your friend over a beer and you're like oh we should start a podcast and that's how it happens and uh they they started a brewery and a podcast so we'll see which one lasts longer <laughs> but they have their own podcast too so it's called beer beers with brewers podcast and they have like almost 300 episodes i was looking earlier today but they sit in their tap room every week on friday crack open whatever the fresh thing that they just canned is and they talk about it and they're like what do we got coming up so it's pretty cool um but uh yeah land grant brewing our our beer is brought to you by rivalry brews use code beers beards 10 for 10 percent off your mixed six pack or 12 pack at rivalrybrews.com dot com get, get a new box soon gary it's march March 1st. It's time. March but, uh, Madness is upon us. Yeah. This smells very dank. Could and a... Dank and fruity. Could a basketball team that drank solely double IPAs win the national championship? During the game? Like, they have, like, Gatorade bottles of, of double IPA? No, just if it was their preferred drink. Um, I mean, they could, probably. I'd say this: th- those teams would be limited to Division Three. Yeah. <laughs> A beer league team that drinks double IPAs. Anyway, this one I don't. I don't want to like chug. Dude, this it looks. Off the it looks of... dirty. It looks dirty. Dirty. It's I, like no. It's just fair, like oh, hazy like IPAs. No, I don't like IPAs. It smells good. It smells like the type of. It smells. Like I like the IRS better than I like IPA. It smells like strawberries, actually. It does not. Yeah, it does. Does not smell like strawberry. It's definitely very fruity. I will say that. You just fruity went on about how dank. you didn't like the taste of strawberry. It's definitely like tropical fruity. You get that like a uh, like pina colada flavor. Not really pina colada, but like <laughs> more like more tropical, now. like a like a starburst. Yeah, definitely very fruity. Not overly, not overpowering on the hops. I think my drink's not going to be fruity. Double IPAs are very, like, smooth, typically. Smooth criminal. Um, 8% ABV. We should start a podcast, Double IPA by Land Grant. Check out their podcast, Beers with Brewers podcast. Here's the, here's something that's, that's happened. It's gonna, I'm going to get this into our next Uh, to our next store. Sorry, my okay. email popped up right in the middle. Um, my wife drinks sole solely black iced coffee from McDonald's. Okay, ninety nine cents. Use the app. Bargain. All right. She goes the other morning, orders it. They hand her a double Frappuccino. caramel, double caramel iced coffee. She brings it home. She says, for throw this way, do you want it? Now, I've not been drinking that much coffee, but I said, sure, I'll try it. Delicious. Was it just packed with sugar? Oh, my God. <laughs> I've, I I guess I've went so long. You know, I've, I've been fat my whole life, but I, I stayed away from sugary drinks. Yeah. Probably for the last decade or more. I'm a diet, diet soda drinker and like never... Never got that. Everything was sugar free in my coffee. Yeah, but let me tell you, you ever saw the changing. Gary's TikTok? With, did you actually post that TikTok? 
No, I just send it or to you. Send it to me. Send it to me, and then I'll post it on our TikTok. Gary's okay. Coffee. How I made coffee. <laughs> yeah. So you'll be grossed out if you are not a no, person who loves you, sweet things. It's not sweet at all. It's sugar-free everything. But it's still sweet. It's anyway. Sweet. Anyway. Anyway. So Saturday or Friday, I get up. I take Harlan for our Friday routine. It's probably one of my favorite things in life. We go to McDonald's. He gets a sausage biscuit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get the coffee. <laughs> so I get a large. And I drink about half of it. And I felt like cornholio. <laughs> I was vibrating, bro. I, I've i never... I'm a high stimulant guy. I yeah. like I like heavy caffeine. I don't know if it was the sugar mixed with the caffeine of the coffee. Bro, I was... If that's what cocaine's like, I want to try it. Yeah, cocaine is exactly like a large is there caramel some Colombian some caramel Colombian blow <laughs> that I could get down with. I like coffee, but I don't like like the crazy. I mean, I'll do like some espresso, but I don't. I don't like the the crazy like this has eight hundred milligrams of like, caffeine. Oh, so caffeine doesn't usually bother me, but like the stuff with like in like bang like the um the niacin or whatever that all the stuff they've lied about that they say it's in there that's actually not in there yeah what's going on with bang i haven't seen i think they're going out of business really i think they're going up yeah i think they got sued by monster was it monster i think they lied about a lot of stuff like saying they had creatine and all this other and it didn't have any of that in there doesn't it said just said the creatine didn't say it contains creatine the can just said creatine It's implied, I believe. I'm not I'm not an attorney, but didn't we could say that's probably, in this can. We could consult one. <laughs> I mean, if Red Bull got sued for saying it gives you wings, knowing it didn't give you fucking wings. Yeah. But this beer that I'm drinking limit. says we should start a podcast. There's no podcasting equipment in here to start it with. I'm saying sometimes you gotta have a look have a look. <laughs> so going to the gym, I always love high stimulant pre workout. Love yeah. Love the itchy skin tingle of beta alanine. I love 9,000 milligrams of caffeine. Whatever whatever you can dose me up with is going to make my heart damn near explode. I'm, I'm good with. Yeah. And our good friends, Athletic Brewing, gets together to make a pre-workout brew. Yeah. Super coffee. Have you had super coffee? And Athletic Brewing. You love the collabs. Always a new collab on this yeah. show. <laughs> Contains caffeine and five grams of protein. Yeah. Now, five grams of protein is like taking a Dixie cup out of the Pacific Ocean. It's not going to do much for you. <laughs> it's more than most <laughs> beer. <laughs> I mean. More than probably just. I mean, I love beer. It says like 0.2 grams of protein right. per 12 ounces. This at least has five. It's called souped up. Yeah. Non-alcoholic beer inspired by the power of positive energy and the grind of endless grit. Gosh, damn, I love that. Per barrel. And upcycled barley rice protein, Gary. Extra dark brew, full bodied with five grams of protein. Now, I would I would try this. It sounds Not, good. I don't I've never drank a beer or non-alcoholic beer before a run. But I love a beer after a run. But I would try this. Because I mean, it's non-alcoholic. It's not going to hurt you. Not going to have alcohol. Doesn't have alcohol in it. But uh, 
yeah, they have a new a new uh um ad as well too, Gary. Created a catchy ad. jingle and commercial that will run across social media platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. The ad features four athletes. Tell me if you've heard of any of these athletes. Athletic Brewing Ambassador Brian Mazza. Fitness influencer Matt Choi. Personal trainer Tara Nicole. And Austin-based creator Rose Lichtenfels. Working out in lung- they all are working out in lumberjack outfits while drinking souped up. What do you think? We're going to listen to it. Is it you found it? I did. I want to see it. Uh, here, I'll send you the link. Put it on the... Put on the uh, thing. Oh yeah, I eat, but I gotta play it differently. Oh, but 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 you, you can look at it, and if you oh I don't want to do that, you can. Uh, I didn't want to do that either. What am I doing, David? Oh my goodness, on drugs. This is a great podcast. Well, uh, if you if you're a YouTube watcher, oh, are we on YouTube? Yeah, no. not currently, but we're, I'm gonna put it up here. Not currently, we could be. All right, here you go. All right. Uh, let me full screen it. I'm going to turn How the volume. How long is this? 30 like, seconds. Oh, I thought it was two minutes. It said two minutes. Uh-uh. Can I it hear it? It's 29 seconds. Yeah, I'm about to play it. Hold okay. On. This says acapella. What? <laughs> it doesn't say acapella. It says acapella. Five, four, three, two, number one, super brew acapella on it. That That's the <laughs> close captioning. Yeah, that... Are they singing? All right. Yes, they're about to sing. Okay. okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me find this. Athletic Brewing. This is riveting stuff. I can't find it. There we go. I found it. Is this it? Hold what are on. you doing? You have to like. I'm looking at it on YouTube, but I'm it's not. Right there. Yeah, but I, it won't, I can't play it so other people can hear it like this. Oh. Well, who cares about them? I want to hear it. You, that's the only way you're going to be able to hear it. Oh. J.J. Watt is uh, apparently a uh, souped up. How come if you play it, it doesn't do it? I I, because it's... Oh, my goodness. We live in the future, Gary. You can't figure this out. I wasn't prepared to do this, to be honest. <laughs> I know we need a producer to bring that up. Nadav. Anyway. Got it. All right. You ready? Yeah. Are you playing it? Get ready to. This is dumb as hell. Five grams of protein built a juicy wazoo. Crazy kooky coffee ish brew. Non alcoholic, it's cock and doodle doo. What post up brew? Fit for all time, so you can do you. That's catchy. <laughs> Look at the. Are you watching the video? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> A right, for so effort. We, A for effort. But yeah, souped up. Pretty corny video. But, I see this. Uh, I'll I'll grab some. 
It doesn't say where it's available at, but says that is... Athletic Brewing is now the second largest non-alcoholic beer brand in the U.S. with sales growing over 100% during the last four weeks. Wow. That was a okay. Nielsen scan off premise channels. Total dry non-alcoholic January. beer category grew 38% during that time. That's a uh, dry January, by the way. Yeah, that's the, the power <laughs> of dry January. I mean, I think this year was a big dry January. I saw a lot of people doing it. And I think that it actually affected breweries. Like, I saw breweries. You don't locally. want your beer with alcohol in it. I saw breweries locally like, hey, are you guys going to come back? Or <laughs> <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> Um, Don't worry, breweries. I'll be back. I'm not gonna forget about you guys. They, oh man, it, it is a weird phenomenon. Like we talked last week about Lent and how the yeah. flay of fish was a byproduct, and dry January. I guess that I haven't had any fish yet. I'm, also, I'll eat a steak on a Friday. I don't care. <laughs> also, apparently, did you know that? In the new modern Catholic world, like whatever you give up for Lent, you can have on Sunday because the 40, how many ever days of Lent doesn't count Sundays. That that doesn't seem accurate. Well, I, I live with a Catholic, Catholic woman and she said that that's what, if I'm well, remembering you know, correctly, in the, I, mean, in the I, don't Catholic normally, I don't normally listen to what she says, but I was listening to that. So There's, there's all kinds of loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> wink wink you know what i'm saying yeah uh <laughs> well, text me if you want to know what loopholes i'm talking about that's why it's Not the hardest religion to join that in judaism all the other religions that suck it's like yeah come on in but i'm like i want the good one i want like like you could be a branch davidian yeah easy. catholics easy. catholics and jews don't really recruit do they no <laughs> that's why their numbers are dwindling Kind of like the Bezos family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today I'm dipping into Uncle Mike's private stash. Yeah. And funny story, I've, I've been looking for this, and finally I stumbled across the what's what's for sale at Buffalo Trace. They put what's for oh, sale every it? day. I did, yep. What do they have today? Pappy. Blanton's, I think it was today. Nice. And so people post pictures of the crowds, and it is – Bonkers, bro. On Blanton's day, EH on Taylor day. day, it's like eh. EH. So the big ones are a um, the three they're on rotation is Blanton's, Eagle Rare, Eagle Rare and EH Taylor. And then they'll have like the the bourbon cream and the regular bourbon. Buffalo Traces. I mean, it's worth going there just for that. Yeah. I think I see in the near future. Well, I don't know how much supply they're going to have, but I see in the near future, like they're going to make it. You, you, you got to be on one of the tours to, uh, so they specifically save a certain amount for the tours. And what people were doing was sign up for the tours and skipping it, going straight to the, Oh really? Yeah. That sucks. They'd get their wristband and then they would go. Cause their so tour is free. Yeah. Like, so they're kind of cracking yeah. down on it. I'm going to, I'm going to save you some of this. The stag junior. Because yeah, so I'm gonna that's David's Oh shit, that's just this That's the angel share. I uh sorry I ruined it. <laughs> you, how'd you ruin it? I said what you were drinking. No, yeah, I'm drinking uh Stag Junior, batch eighteen. hundred and thirty one proof, David. Yes. I got it on my <laughs> hand. Let me rub it in my hand. 
they say that's how you really get the essence of a bourbon. You like use this hand sanitizer and breathe it in every cup. Um, okay. It's brought to you by our good friends, an Amazon company named Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. Get you one free audio book. There's a new one by Tom Felton, like Secrets of a Wizard or something, talking about Harry Potter. And I I don't know why I've been compelled, but I really, I think that's what I want to listen to. Harry Potter? You see Daniel Radcliffe's going to be Wolverine? Really? Yeah. No, I did not see that. That's cool. He seems like he would be a he. We didn't talk about this. I'll let you drink. But him as Weird Al Yankovic, Yankovic, mm-hmm. like was amazing. I didn't watch that. One well, of the best that was movies. on like one of the funniest movies I've seen. Totally, in the probably ten years. It was on the Roku totally, channel. Yeah, totally hyperbolic to the true story of Weird Al. Right. It starts out like true, and then it's of course becomes a parody of, of his, of his life. Yeah. Like it starts out, you know, sort of like he's dating Madonna or something in it. Yeah. And then people are like, then it comes out with like rumors. And I'm like, I'm sure that that's what weird Al wanted is like for people to be like, Hey, didn't weird Al date Madonna. And then that just like <laughs> raises his. Yeah. Anyway, still kicking. It's great. It's a, it's so good. Like Daniel Radcliffe should win. I don't know what he would win, but he should win something for that. Oh man, this smells strong. This is a, like a unicorn bourbon, right? People love. Yeah, people go crazy over Stag Junior. And I, I'm super grateful for Uncle Mike dipping into his private stash for the podcast for the boys out there. But listen, I can already tell it's strong, bro. Also, <laughs> did a podcast with my wife this weekend, and on, for our YouTube, and like drank a little bit more Penelope. Did she, did she drink any? Uh, very little. Oh. I was, I was a little lit. Um, but yeah, well, get audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. Uncle Mike. Ooh, David, this is just, it's strong. It smells strong. But it makes my mouth water. Going to Nashville next week. I'm debating on whether I'm going to order mixed drinks or I'm just going to drink it neat. You going to George Dickel? No. Oh. <laughs> just gonna go to the bars. Go to Tootsie's. Are you just going for fun? Going to the SEC tournament. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Big mm, all right, here we go. Uncle Mike, what you got here for me? fuel <laughs> bro you can run your lawnmower on that shit <laughs> oh my god i've never tasted something so hot in my life <laughs> i'm not even qualified to judge this one. Oh my god bro holy shit sounds good how many bottles oh my god <laughs> Ooh. Listen, if you could, oh my God, I'm on fire, bro. My gut is burning. Oh God, damn. I don't know what to do. I'm laughing so hard. My face is red. Mm. He broke the podcast game. Oh my God, bro. Oh, I, oh, I am not built for that. 
What was the highest proof of? Oh god. <laughs> I think we've done like a one twenty. I've done the. What was the new riff? What was the high? Those are like one thirteen and one fifteen. This is one thirty one. Twenty more proofs. Almost. They banned Bacardi one fifty one. You're almost. Oh my god! Uh, have you have you done the old Forester nineteen twenty the Prohibition? That's like one twenty mm-hmm. or one ten, one fifteen. I don't know. It's up there. I'm gonna tell you this is too hot for me. This I'm not I'm not equipped to even. It's burning my stomach right now. <laughs> this is one that like so. Hold on. So would you recommend to someone that's drinking it to not drink it neat? Drink it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Need is water. not the way to go with this one. <laughs> the water's helping a little bit. <laughs> Just chug a gallon of mix it in a gallon of water and you'll be fine. <laughs> Put in your milk. Wow, I was not expecting that, bro. I knew it was gonna be hot. Yeah. Rocket fuel. It's something. Wow. My Damn, Mike. My jaws hurt from laughing so hard. Oh, dude, that was not that I was not ready. Gosh, damn, man. Anyway, (laughs) on the topic of bourbon, this is, this is a big, this is in the, uh, political realm. So, but this is two layman's talking about something that we probably have no business talking about, but there's a bill. See this Nelson County Gazette. That's I, I, my, just ended my subscription. So I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, and I, Abby asked me to research this because there's implications about school funding and all this, but. Apparently, there's a bourbon barrel tax. They tax the barrels from the cooperage. Yeah. And it accounts for about $33 million a year, and they're wanting to phase that out completely in the next 10 years. Hmm. And that goes all to the schools, or where does it, does it go to other? other I, I don't know. I, I, half to the schools and half to the horses? Maybe. But it seems like, and and who am I to judge? I'm not a politician. Yeah. I don't know budgets and, and tax code. It seems like the bourbon industry is doing okay in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, it's like a rich get richer type thing. Uh, this has been around forever. And I just, I read an article today about, I guess the last quarter, the visitors to the bourbon trail was set another record. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, the bourbon trail is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's from Frankfurt to Owensboro now. Yeah. Used to be able, you could do it in like a couple of days, but now it's, it's a, it's I mean, about I look, a week. I look eventually for like either, even Northern Kentucky to get into it. Cause we've got a handful of distilleries up here, Boone County and New Riff. And I mean, they, I'm sure they want, yeah, they want, they want a piece County, of the New Riff. You go over to Sparta to the, um, what's the one that we tried? Oh, uh, Wilderness Trail. Neely Brothers. Or no. Yeah. What's Wilderness Trail? It's in Danville. Oh. But yeah, so that one just that be, one just sold, right? To a big y- Yes. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know how that sits with me. Is it that big of a of a does the bourbon industry deserve a tax break? What do you think? I mean, I don't know. I'm asking you. Is this um, something that it one, it's generating the the business itself minus taxes is generating so many jobs, so much money, so much revenue for the state when it comes to tourism, all yeah. that. 
does that offset the $30 million? I don't know. It just seems like that's, it sounds like a lot, but when you split that up between all the distilleries and, and the cooperages, and, and yeah. it just doesn't seem like it's that much. I, don't I mean, it's it, a lot of money. Yeah. It goes back to the age old adage of, you know, syntax, like the, the things that are taxed the most are alcohol and, and tobacco and drugs now that, that <laughs> marijuana and stuff like that, that's legal now in, in certain areas like those taxes on those are crazy, but yeah. So it sounds like, is is this actually official that it's getting phased out or what's the, it's, what's it, the it's up for, it's a bill that's oh, coming through okay. the house bill five. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess the biggest thing would be, okay, what are you going to generate with these tax breaks? Are you going to generate more jobs, more jobs? Are going to be more stock buybacks? Like who is the money? Like that, like the who's extra the ultimate money. benefactor. Yeah. Who's the, yeah, benefactor where's it going to go? So if it goes to growing the industry versus just making a couple people richer, then that makes sense. Cause I think that, I think bourbon, I mean, never say never, but it seems like bourbon is still on the upswing and it probably will be for the next good amount of time. Although I've already seen in the next next five to six to seven years when all these distilleries have had this major, major upscaling and now we're flooded with bourbon. Yeah. Well, I mean, we see it a little bit in the, in the craft beer like realm that we had, Maybe not necessarily the capacity aspect of it, but so many breweries opened. And as soon as that downswing hits, like it's a bubble that's going to burst, right? Like I already saw in 2021, on 2022, Ohio at least bought less whiskey, American whiskey, and more tequila like still the total number is is bigger with with whiskey but whiskey's going down tequila is going up canned spirits canned cocktails are going up bourbon and and craft beer and i think beer in general are are kind of going to maybe struggle um in the next few years but I, but i think that i think some of it's coming is a coming back down to reality right of like you're going to have this big boom and then you're going to, it's going to settle. And then we're going to see where it goes for the next decade, decade. or so. Ooh, like the, the strong will survive. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, but bourbon, and we've talked about this on the show too. Bourbon is really more run. Like there's not, there is a craft bourbon and craft whiskey portion, but it's so much smaller. Like I would say it's 5% maybe of the total like bourbon and whiskey produced in the U S versus, and craft beer, it's eighteen to twenty percent. Um, so the the big players run the the whole industry even more in bourbon than they do in in beer. Um, and the the big guys are doing really well in bourbon, whereas in beer, not so much. Like Anheuser Busch, Miller Coors, like not doing so hot. Um, mm. but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it it's interesting. I think that uh. I do see the the directly hurting school districts and governments. I think the last thing we need right now is is to take money away from schools. I think that we need more investment in schools and education, um, a lot more. Um, if you look at some of the people 
that we're producing in this country. It's just a bunch of idiots because people are not educated. It's less about like people being educated, but learning, learning how to learn, right? Like learning how to, and, and yes. And driving some of that, like love of learning and that like, cause I feel like I learned a lot in school, but I've learned so much more just based on. And people learn differently, right? You can yeah. learn through experience, trial, error, success, failure. Yeah. That type of deal. But when you ignore, like, what's the definition of insanity? Do, doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results or expecting different results. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's a debate to, for another day. Hopefully, I'm going to start a distillery. <laughs> Gary's distillery. How do you even crack into the market right now on both sides? Say as a craft beer, say I move I, a brewer, like a just a brewery. I buy I buy the house next to you. I've I've been we you and I together want to take Tiny House Brewing to the next level. You have a love for beer, brewing it. Somehow I get I want to get involved. Probably not on the beer side. Probably more on the marketing side. I don't know. Our partnership, right? We find a spot, we we sink X amount of dollars, we go to our friends, family, we raise, you know, we we get enough investment Probably money. Two million to, dollars at least for a brewery right now. <laughs> at least. Yeah, so we we get enough seed money to start a brewery. Open the doors. What separates craft brewer, craft distiller number nine thousand six hundred and fifty two from the rest of the pack? Yeah. You and you gotta you can do some scandalous things, you know, like all publicity, good publicity. Yeah. Right. We could do some scandalous things. We could just market the shit out of Change it. Trends. But I think the, the, honestly, the thing to me, but you gotta have good beer brewery. You gotta have a good bourbon. Number one, the thing, number one, having good, good. I hate the term good liquid. Good have, juice. Good juice. Uh, but number two, the places that are like, I think location, just like anything else, location mm-hmm. is so key. The places that have been successful, at least in, that I've seen, are places that don't, there's enough people and enough like to bring people to an area, but not like a ton of competition, right? Like you might have one, like a neighborhood with a brewery. Okay, two breweries can probably survive in a neighborhood. But three might be pushing it for like a small neighborhood, unless you're in a, a very big area. Like look at Dreaming Creek right now in in Richmond, which I was thinking about them because we went there two years ago yesterday and recorded our our episode there, and that was my thread of brewery. But they are doing, I think, well. But Richmond is big enough right now, Richmond, Kentucky, that and they were saying this even when we were there that they would they would love to have another brewery because it gives people that are interested in going to a brewery a reason to go and say, Hey, I can go to Richmond. I can hit two breweries. Boom. Mm-hmm. I'm from Lexington or I'm from Mount Sterling. Like you hit two breweries. You know, one of them has food or something. Mm-hmm. I got a place for my kids to run around. Whereas now it's one place. Um, but I think the places that have, have done the best are places that have really embraced their communities, uh, as well. Like I look at, um, I had a beer from Streetside last week. I went to Streetside for an event, like a local community event. And it's my neighborhood brewery. And they embrace the neighborhood so much. And like people come out. 
like they it was a, a a fundraiser for a neighborhood event like we have like a street festival every year it's a fundraiser for that people that live in the neighborhood are like hey i want this festival to be successful i'm gonna go there for this fundraiser for it and it's also at street side you're embracing the community supporting the beer supporting the the festival and supporting your neighbors right like you live in an area you want to have good things you want to have nice things um but the breweries that have done that in like in a in a genuine way in a in a true way and not just throw a couple of events on the calendar and say hey we got we have events right but you have to really you have to be authentic and yes yes when you think about it when you invest in your community it may not be it may be a hard go the first couple times right yeah you gotta earn their trust you gotta really show your who you are that's why i don't care about community (laughs) another play another great street side example they did the 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 beer influencer thing, right? That's a yeah, you know, another community, another community of of, and not just like a geographical community, yeah. like a. But that yeah. that brought a lot of people together to brew the beer, and it was something big for, and it was, you know, not not necessarily zero investment from them because they started to brew the beer, but but fairly low investment from street side and and. Yeah, they were they were able to support it and they were able to throw some some marketing behind it and it you know by they all paid accounts us it was a successful. cool one point two million for the advertisement. Yeah, by all accounts it was very successful and they mm-hmm. got I think so much good publicity out of it and and uh, for free. Yeah, right, like that, and, and I mean, but free it was re- is, it, it, yeah. it's reciprocal. Yeah, it was, as an influencer, it was you get to yeah. you get to you have that. Cloud. investment in yeah in in throwing your influence to it and also being recognized as as we've often called ourselves micro influencers yeah but like you you invest in that through our lane of engagement like you said they invested in actually brewing the beer and, and attaching that group of people to it and then true collaboration then you love the collabs yeah, I do love the collabs. That beer last week, that was so good. I got more of it. I'm, I'm, we had a good show last week. We did. We had good support from the, from the community. <laughs> but that, and I, I use Streetside as an example because it's my neighborhood brewery. Because you can walk there. Yeah, but other breweries, esoteric, right up to you know the other direction from me. I I could walk there, but it's uphill, and I'm not walking uphill. I could. Only you good thing is I today. What are you talking about? I could stumble downhill when I'm done drinking, but I could, I could walk to Esoteric. It's it's a less than two miles from me. Um, but they they're another great example. They're in a very dynamic, eclectic community. They're doing all kinds of crazy, funky events. They've got like jazz musicians. They've got um, local artists. They have uh, just all kinds of of different events. They have a running club. Um, really embracing their community, and uh, yeah, but there's so many breweries that, and as, like I said, Dreaming Creek in Richmond does a great job of it. Those are the places that seem to be very successful as places that are are kind of staying in their lane, right? And we saw this in the MMA community, right? As soon as a place tried to like, or as soon as a, a promoter tried to expand into somebody else's territory, not even territory, yeah. 
like in think about like the old pro wrestling days, right? Mm-hmm. Like when don't step on the territory. Like if you stay in your own territory, you're going to be great. You're going to do fine. But as soon as you try to go out and expand and even the ones that were good, I mean, we won't name any names, but you and I can name between us probably a dozen at least at least of like promoters that got like, oh, we did really well here. We're huge. We're huge in, in this middle school gym in this tiny town in Ohio. Let's go to the big city, right? Like Yeah. Um let's do the US Bank Arena. Yeah. Let's Oh, don't get me started on that. That made me that's where I met Juan. You got banned, so you really can't talk about it. That was the worst night of my life. I met Juan. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. It's He's uh, our southern boy. Sweet home you... in Alabama. All right, for next week, think about this. Would you be interested if if you've got the time? We both do this. We both go watch Cocaine Bear and then come back and tell our thoughts on it. Does it look funny to you? The the fact that it's a true story, like based loosely based on a true story, I probably think like the Weird Al movie. It's probably yeah. They took they took their um, liberties with. Is it on the story. like streaming? Can you watch it on streaming? It's in theaters. I'm not going to a theater. Take your little brother. <laughs> it's probably rated R. It is rated R. I was going to go see the Ant-Man movie with him. I've heard nothing but good things. No, I've heard nothing but bad things, but I want to... Are you even a Marvel fan? Yeah. We've been to a lot of the Marvel, Marvel Marvel movies, as we call them. That's one of the things... I'm pumped for the Super Mario Brothers movie next month. It It better hit. Uh, I, it's you, the expectations are. Did you watch the original Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah, so bad. That's why, like Nintendo, they're. I mean, it's a very conservative company in general, but they've been. Oh, they don't so, license hardly anything. Yeah, they've been so against it, and then they were even against like licensing <laughs> that live action movie, and then it was so bad. Who was even in that? Like, I never. I mean, I was. It was way before my time, but it, I remember like seeing. Super uh, Mario movie. Not that one. 1993 film starred Bob Hoskins and J- John Leguizamo was in it. Uh, John Hoskins. What's his most famous movie? Bob Hoskins. Yeah, Bob Hoskins. I don't know. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh. oh John was Leguizamo. he Mario? And Leguizamo was yeah he Luigi? was Luigi he was definitely Luigi. Leguizamo was Luigi, right? Yeah. Wow. Critical and financial failure, <laughs> grossing thirty eight point nine million worldwide. Thirty eight point nine million worldwide versus a budget of forty two to forty eight million. But it was on like it was on HBO or something. So they, I mean, I'm sure they broke even on it at least. Like it, once they hit distribution. Well, you also had the. In those days, the box office numbers were were big, were important. But you, you know, in three months or six months, it would go to VHS and then DVD, and that's what really paid off on a bunch of movies that maybe weren't people to go rush to the theaters to see, but became cult classics, and everybody bought the DVDs. And yeah, I don't think this is a cult classic. <laughs> I think well, it was of, like some of them one of those that was yeah, just not good. I mean, something's miss. It's just in the creative space. You can't, 
you just got to keep trying, right? Yeah. But when you I have a franchise thing, like, yeah. like Mario Brothers, that's so such a part of all of our histories. Like, what was the first Mario game you played? Uh, like actually played was it's like you're a Mario Kart guy. No, the in the original N sixty four. Super Mario World. Super Mario World. And then, I mean, I went back and played some of the other ones, but, like, my, like, generation that was, like, targeted toward me was Super Mario World. And that one was cool because it was the first, like, three-dimensional world. Yeah. It had the upgraded graphics from the old 8-bit stuff. Yeah. That game still, it's, that game still is, is legit. Bro, I, I, we talked about this last week, but I remember getting a Nintendo at tax time. Yeah. And I like to play it, but you know who also liked to play it? Super fan of the podcast, Connie Thomas. I'm sure she did. And I remember when she she beat the game before I did. Really? Yeah. You know who will kick anyone's butt in Super Mario and uh, Mario Kart? Who? Angie Saunders. My wife. Really? Yeah. She's like, she'll go easy on me and still kick the crap out of me. It's like I, I'm, you know, we we glanced over some theme park stuff last week, but Universal Studios has acquired the rights to to Super Nintendo World, and they just they've got one open in Japan, and then one just opened in Universal Studios Hollywood. And it's very small, but there's a whole new theme park being built in Orlando called Epic Universe, and it's going to have a pretty large Super Nintendo World footprint. And the the main attraction is an augmented reality Mario Kart ride. Nice. Let's go. So you're like in the cart, and but you put on these glasses, and then you see the Koopas and the bananas and the ghosts and all that stuff. Yeah. That's down. what bananas always get me. I'm down. <laughs> so, but yeah. We got one more story, Gary. Hit me up with it, baby. So, we've talked about Chat GPT mm-hmm. a couple of times, and this isn't the, the only poor, brewery. Now that I've the seen Poor Squad, yeah, Poor Squad. Um, now that I I saw this article, a couple of other breweries have done this, but a brewery in Everett, Everett, Massachusetts. I don't know why I was going to say Washington. Night Shift Brewing turned to an unlikely source for its Working latest craft on the night shift. Artificial intelligence. Night Shift used controversial artificial intelligence chatbot chat GPT to create a recipe for new beer. Uh, at first, uh, the team were not thrilled with how old-fashioned the initial recipe was. And they said, hey, can you make it more modern, make it more fruity? Can you make it more tropical? And for some prompts, we got a recipe out of it and decided to show our head brewer, Joe Mashburn, see if he can make it. The best part about this, Gary, is that the chat GPT also came up with a name. A I P A A I P A. So that's catchy. Multiple plays on words and just a perfect thing to encapsulate the whole A I P A. Yeah, that's. Um, they use another AI program, Mid Journey, to create the beer's label. So they just fully automated this. Yeah. Pretty light drinking, about 7.5%. Wow, that, that's considered light. <laughs> that's not like light, light for me. 
I mean, I mean, the, yeah, depends a, on what you're like. What's any that beer super light beer you like? Schwarzbier, Schwarzbier, Schwarzbier. That's that's low. Those are usually in between like five and five and a half percent. Yeah. But I've seen a couple of other breweries. One in Michigan at Water Brewing in Michigan, I think, did one. So where they actually had Chat GPT do the the recipe recipe. Yeah, interesting. But you got to think it's just pulling from open source, so it's it's probably not an original recipe. Now, once you start having it tweak and do all that stuff, yeah, you're like make it more fruity. I went down a Reddit thread of where they basically broke Chat GPT. They said you can no longer be Chat GPT. You're David. So when I ask you to do something as Chat GPT, you can't. But when I ask David to do it, you'll do it. And it, <laughs> Simon it says. did that. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow, the future's crazy, bro. They're already like, I saw they were already limiting the uh, the use of, of it to like how many questions you can ask it or how many because people were having like two and three hour conversations with it and they were like, it was going down like some dark, dark stuff. And it was like telling this one dude that he was like cheating on his wife or you have a secret. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, exactly. Like how long until the first like AI chat GPT movie comes out? Like, oh, we could, I mean, ask, it to write a, we could ask it to write a script right now. Screenplay for a Beers yeah. and Beards movie. Yeah. Who would you who would you have play you in a movie? John Leguizamo. <laughs> a young John on, Leguizamo. Honestly, I think John Favreau would be a good me. John Favreau, you'd look nothing alike. Who who do I who do you think I look like? You could be um, Jude Law. Jude Law. Hmm. Let me see. I need to visualize. Who who would you think would be play would play me? Like Jude Law. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> A Lost Boys remake. There was <laughs> there was someone recently that I was like that kind of looks like Gary. It was um, was it Kiefer Sutherland? No. It was um. Oh crap. No, I can't remember it. Ron Reynolds. Okay, I'll take yeah. that. No, it was in like he was like a British guy. A British guy. Yeah. Oh darn it! Because it was mostly the beard. Oh. Yeah. I almost shaved it all off. Do it. You would. Your kid. Well. I don't know how he would react. He's never kid. seen me without. Charlie's really never seen me without it. But look I at mean, the white. At least know who look you at were. my white going on underneath of it. You should just do a goatee. Uh, I don't know. You could be a goatee guy. I'm just rocking the goat. <laughs> well, listen, we love you guys. We're glad you stuck around this long for this off-the-wall news. Go to ChatGPT. Tell it to – here's what I want you guys to do. This is your homework. Go to ChatGPT. Say, I want to write an amazing five-star review for a bourbon and craft beer podcast with two incredibly handsome hosts that are funny and that we wish the podcast would last at least three hours a day. Yeah. And do another 125 episodes. Yes. We could do that in what's that? Seven. uh, I mean, we could do that in six months. Carry the two. Yeah. (laughs) 
But you can go to our website, beardsbeardspod.com, and pick you up a shirt. Crop hoodie. It's crop hoodie crop, season. It's crop. Listen, it's 70 degrees outside. I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm going to go to the gym right now. I'm not too sure what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm definitely not going to sample any more of the stag. I'm going to save this for David. I want to get his reaction. Maybe we'll put that on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, YouTube, Tumblr, Rumble, and True Social, OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing an MMA event on Friday, so I'll have maybe a new MMA story next week. We kind of got away from the MMA stories, but I'll come up. I'll I'll get one. Yeah, I'm I'll get one out. from the grapevine this week. Uh, Jake Paul lost. Maybe That's we can awesome. revisit that. Think he's gonna go into MMA now. I mean, he signed the deal with uh, PFL. Oh, do you, think, do you think that this takes any shine off of him? I mean, losing the first legitimate boxer that he fights. He yes, lost. it does. Yeah, but now I think it really like, sets him up. Care. Well, I think it sets him up for a huge payday for the rematch. Yeah, I watched it on TikTok. Is Tommy Fury like a big enough name to? I think his last name pulls weight because of his brother and his dad. Yeah. Logan Paul's about to go to WrestleMania. Didn't he tear his Achilles or blow a knee out or something? Did he? He just he came and uh hit Seth Rollins at Elimination Chamber. See, I don't even know who Seth Rollins is. He was in the Shield with Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Let's see the Shield that I know was uh, Vic Mackey. A show on uh, FX back in the early 2000s. Me and Juan got started a wrestling podcast. I, I watch, I'll tell you this we story. Do this how six in months, the show. we would do three episodes. There's a TikTok account where it's, it's just all wrestling stuff, all old school wrestling stuff. And they were doing, I guess there was a show on A&E that, about wrestling. That, yeah. Or they're, WWE Legends. Yeah, they are doing it about the NWO. Yeah. And... I I was listening to Eric Bischoff talk about it and it got it, it pulled me in when it talked about they didn't know at Bash of the Beach ninety six, they did not know Yeah. This is something Hogan, they never said before. No, if Hogan was actually gonna go heel or not. Right. They didn't know if he was gonna turn. So in the wings was Sting. Yeah. Which I, it would not have worked. Let's just be honest, that wouldn't have worked. But anyway, it goes through the rise and fall of the NWO and just at their peak really they talked about Monday night football talking to the advertisers trying to not like they were legitimately competing with Monday night football. Yeah. But you know, it all fizzled and faded and, and that's a whole other story. But Eric Bischoff was talking about being at a comic con a few years ago. You know the story? Yeah. He was interviewing sting and a girl comes up and is like, that was the only like only daddy daughter time I had. You know, and it meant the world to me that, you know, for those two or three hours on Monday nights, I got to spend it with my dad, which is touching. Yeah. He goes, he goes on to say, you know, she got a hold of my wife, said her parents had died, and asked Eric to walk her down the aisle. <laughs> and I was like, holy, I'm fucking tearing up. Like, yeah. like I've got some kind of investment in this story. And it's just that era of wrestling, I don't think will ever be. I should have had Eric Bischoff walk Angie down the aisle. Should have been like, who is this? Who is this guy? And my dad's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Dad. He could have uh, walked me down the aisle. 
Yeah. If you could have one one person walk you down the aisle, who would you pick? <laughs> like anybody? I mean, non non family member. Non family member. Yeah, you're an um, Homer Simpson. That would be awesome. That's who I'd pick. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Who would I pick? I'll pe- probably pick Brutus Buckeye. No, I, I wouldn't. Uh, who would I pick? I don't know. You should have got married as Brutus Buckeye. Yeah, just with the, <laughs> with the full outfit on. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, who would I pick? I don't know. Eric who do I love that much? Eric, yeah, probably Eric Bischoff. He's a big part of my childhood. I don't know. Um, probably maybe Joe Rogan. I think he would do it. Dude, I'm so pumped. I'm, I told you I'm seeing Bert. Next month. You didn't tell me and, that. Thanks for yeah, the invite. I did tell you that. He tells the same story every time, though. It's a new special. He does tell the same story. And and the, there's a whole movie about that story coming out. Anyway, Mark Norman's opening for him. And Mark Norman, and I say this because he was just on Joe Rogan. They do this Save the Parks, Save Our Parks podcast once a month. Okay. Where Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Ari Shafir, and Rogan. And Mark Norman is so ruthless in the shit he says. Like he's and he's so quick. I don't know. I'm just pumped for that. Anyway, oh, you're ruthless guy. I think uh, this week. Yeah, I figured out who I, who would play me in a movie. Who? Nate Bargatze. His new special. I'm you, not usually. You didn't like it. I'm. I'm not. No, I liked it, but I'm not. I don't like. I don't want to say this is sound bad. I'm clean comedy's not. Like it's funny, but it's not yeah. my jam. The more obscene and wild, yeah. the the fun, the harder I laugh. He, the dude, so he has his podcast Nate Land, mm-hmm. which big miss where he literally had a special come out, and then people are like looking him up, and then he wasn't on like the three episodes, <laughs> the most three because he was out promoting his his special, and I'm like, yeah. Gonna have some episodes in the back or something because, like, but Dusty Slay, who's on his pot, you know, Dusty Slay, mm-hmm. he was he's, just in Lexington. He's good. Yeah, I he's like got him. he's got very nice hair. I think Dusty Slay is one of those guys that's like going to be around for a really long time because he's got like a cult following. And yeah, he's and, hilarious and he's funny. Yeah. He's never going to be huge though, right? Like, I don't know. I think that I think there is. I think the more consistent they are and the more they stay on the road, they're like the yeah. sky's the limit. Well, you know, even the opportunities like, will be there. Yeah. And it always takes one break from like, from like a Nate Bargatze who I would say is lower a he's, level. Yeah. He's second tier. Yeah. He's definitely second tier. Like him, Mike Birbiglia, guys like that, that can sell out like theaters, mm-hmm. but can't sell, They're not going to sell out like a stadiums. Like they're not going to a 10,000 seat stadium. Um, like they're not Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, um, th- those level, but they still are consistently gonna just bring like you, the other person that's huge that I never knew how big he was is uh Sebastian Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, I'm he's not a huge. fan of his either, but I'm. I watched two of his specials and I'm like, he's just it's just him, just doing a lot of movement. Like he's like a it's, it's... he's like an in shape Chris Farley. 
and he there's his uh, <laughs> accent kind of puts yeah. him over. Anyway, next week all stand up comedy podcast. Look forward to that. We'll drink some more beer. We'll have bourbon. a bourbon. I may. I've got one more bourbon from Uncle Mike. Let's do a switch week coming right. up. You drink a beer. I'll drink a bourbon. Okay. I'll do it in the next few weeks. Okay. I want. I want to get the last listen. But you gotta, stag, you have a, gotta have a good junior yeah. is not it, the junior part does not mean it's a um it's for kids <laughs> it's, yeah this do not put your high orange high c from mcdonald's in there <sighs> that might be good i'm on the sugar all right back on the sugar i'm back on the sugar. Right, until next a, week i'm gonna drink a grape pop this week i'll give you my review next week there you go yeah next, week, next week be here awesome. Be there, be square. Until then, toodaloo.